0: Hi, my name is Marcy Lundy. Today is Tuesday, June 29th of 2021. And this is the Cult of Kindness podcast. So as I mentioned a few weeks ago that I may have a special surprise, I was able to make that happen. Uh, the special surprise is my father who happens to be in town and I wanted to do a podcast episode with him. So welcome my father, Langston Walker. Well, thank you, you. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for doing an episode with me. So um, as this podcast is about kindness, if this is your first time listening, welcome. What the Cult of Kindness podcast is, is a masterclass for those of us that are on a kindness journey. And the journey goes from either those of us who've always been kind, those of us who are fearful of being kind because we don't want our kindness taken for weakness and those of us who have never been kind but feel as though it's important to be kind to pretty much make the world go round so um as i said i've always been kind but i went through a period where uh, i had mean girl years, and that was a defense mechanism blended in with you know, using looks in a sense of entitlement in a negative way. Uh, Both of those, I guess I can attribute to my father, uh, looks simply from genetics, entitlement coming from, he was able to provide a wonderful life and that was helpful on multiple fronts. With kindness, I mean, both of my parents were always kind um, and I always saw love and happiness. So that was natural for me. And, uh, you know, going into the world, it was very easy to just give what I was given at home. In regards to entitlement, uh, that came later on. It was funny because growing up at home, I just knew that we had a nice life. We didn't want for anything. It wasn't until actually I went into my mean girl years after I left home that I realized that not everyone had the same experience that I had and that in many regards I was entitled. But that was something I didn't realize until I left home. And then it was very funny because I used that as like a badge um, where once I was on my own, I was broke and (laughs) struggling 20-something. But I was still in a mindset of, or not even still. I just developed this mindset of knowing that I grew up entitled, that I didn't walk around with um, when I lived at home with my parents. So today our topic is going to be about easy living, and uh, I want to talk to you, Daddy, about uh, you know you're you're smart, you're accomplished, uh, and life was very easy. And do you feel as though? Uh, Because I know that you are a kind person. You're well-liked. Do you feel like in your life that helped you, along with your intelligence, to get you to various points in life?
1: Mm, I would say so. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we develop, and we go into dis- different situations in life mm-hmm. uh, where things change. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes uh, we have to uh, develop certain shields. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like you said early, uh, you know, you you don't want people to see kindness for weakness. Right. Uh, so I developed some mechanisms to deal with that. <laughs> right. Um, you know, because you know the situations that we were in. Yes. Maybe, you know, I happen to be the only person of color there Absolutely. or something like that. Yes. <clears throat> so I developed what, what for me, mm-hmm. I call it arm's length. Right. And, uh, you know, so I started applying that. Um, maybe when we lived in Alaska. Okay. And uh, kind of carried it with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you you want to meet people and uh, meet friends and right. so forth. Right. So kind of keeping that arm length thing, mm-hmm. uh, if, per- if people are able to get past the arm length, <laughs> then um, you know we can develop a relationship and friends yes Um, I think this is a great topic because you know we spend our lives uh, trying to um, develop easy living yes and you know that relates to so many other different categories it does uh, as we uh, move forward
0: right and
1: You know, I can probably say that right now at this time in my life, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of easy living. (laughs) (laughs) That is wonderful.
0: Do you mind if I say your age? No. Okay. So my dad, although people would think he's in his forties, my dad will be 76 next month and he doesn't look like it at all. And I think a part of that is being a good person and easy living, you know, and, um, So when you were younger, you didn't feel like you had to put a mask or have the arm's length rule?
1: No, no. Uh, Because as we mature, so many things are happening. Mm -hmm. You know, in my 20s and 30s, I had so much energy. (laughs) I was just bouncing off the wall most of the time. Right. Uh, You know, you have all these goals that you want to obtained. Sure. So being able to find the balance right. in your life, right? I think that's, um, you know, it's a very, very big thing for us. For sure. And, um, we also have these different departments in our lives that have to do with balance. Sure. And so you're striving, maybe you're off and one department over here, mm-hmm. you know, that's keeping you from from that balance that you need. Sure. Uh, so it's a process, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, definitely obtainable.
0: Right. Now, something that I always knew about, and like I said, the older I got, the more amazing I realized that it was. That it was you and uh, how many San Diego
1: Chargers? Uh, there were... Three. Uh, Four charges. Well, I say charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the guys played for the Charges. Mm-hmm. One guy played for the Washington Redskins. Okay. Another with the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Oh, I didn't know. You know, know
1: but um, everyone lived in San Diego. Okay. You know, so that's how we were able to come together. Okay. And um, form a business.
0: Yes. Now, like I, this is very outstanding. Period. And so this was the seventies, right? Uh, My father and these gentlemen started a real estate company in San Diego, uh, black owned, uh, did very well. And I mean, I've just said a couple of times, this story needs to be told because especially for that era, that was a big accomplishment. And I know, you know, I recall my mom saying that Her mother said that that business was the pride of San Diego, and, uh, you know, it was on the hill, I believe, and, you know, that's something that helped shape you, and like you said, you were young and energetic, and you had the business savvy to do this. And I think that, for me, it's been so beautiful. I always say, you never said you have to work twice as hard. And I'm glad you didn't because I can't imagine going into the world having that in my head as a younger person, I would have felt defeated. And so I'm glad you didn't. You just gave me an example of what to do. You do the right thing and there's no reason why you can't live like anyone else. Uh, Of course, we have differences um, because we're people of color, black people. I thought it was so interesting. I didn't know about redlining, and so when you said that, when you sold real estate, you were able to sell, but only to blacks.
1: Well, this was prior to going into business with the uh, football players. Okay. I worked for another black-owned company, uh, Brokers Financial. Okay. And uh, we had a conglomerate of companies. Okay. Uh, During that time, in San Diego there was actually a little demonstration and rioting. There was this truck store and it was burned. Um, So um, we took that building and built it and established this broker's financial. That's good. Um, We actually were told because during that time, I headed up the construction company. Okay. So FHA had this program where you could build homes and people could buy them Mm -hmm. and get into the home for $200 down. Okay. And their monthly payments were subsidized. Okay. So I was starting like five uh, new homes a week. Wow. All over town. They were all on scattered lots. The most we had together was like six or eight or something like that mm-hmm. uh, but they told us that you know it was okay we'll support you but you can only be all on the southeast side of San Diego and uh-huh. into Spring Valley.
0: Now this is the 70s?
1: This is the 70s yes.
0: So did that feel strange or you it didn't matter?
1: Well uh, It was pretty much the way things were, Mm -hmm. you know. We understood, Mm -hmm. you know, and knew that we couldn't go out and to Lemon Grove, La Mesa, Mm -hmm. you know, and start dealing out there. And aside from that, the people that we wanted to help Mm -hmm. reach were in the area that we were working. Okay. You know, so it was okay that way.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: But you know, you hate to. Uh, know that you're going to be limited as to what you can do.
0: For sure. But,
1: uh, you know, we, we live with it and uh, we helped a lot of people. I
0: was okay. going to say, yeah. yeah. It's empowering in one regard because you can help black people. Yes. Also slap in the face because you can do your job to anyone. It didn't have to just be black people. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think that's just incredible. And then um, we've had a couple of conversations where um, i have an older sister and uh, we're both um, we know we're black women but we grew up differently this is because my dad was successful so we weren't always um we for lack of a better term we don't know the struggle and i think that made us both great individuals because we didn't know a struggle and we go into the world with a happiness and a a sense that we can be anywhere. We don't feel limited. But I know that you and I have had conversations about uh, when you're successful, that there's some black people that were, let's say, left behind. Um, And what do you think like the balances for that um, were for myself, I feel like, okay, yes, you have this different situation, but for me, I feel like now, it's important for me to try and help those other people, and I hate to make it sound like it's in a different category, but the reality is, it's two different situations. I'm aware of the problems in Black America. Those problems were not necessarily my problems, I'm aware of them. I feel like what I can do is make a difference the way that I can. And what do you think that those of us that um, didn't have to necessarily have a struggle, how do you think that we can help black people without looking like we're throwing it in their face that we had a different experience?
1: Uh, well, times are changing mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, goals, you know, become different. I think the biggest thing is trying to figure out what it is you want to do in life. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I was lucky because I was able to figure that out early. Right. And in those times, in the 70s, which were so different, Mm. you know, from now, um, that... You know, you you could put in the effort, and you could blossom. Right. Okay, there was a lot of opportunities. Just like in San Diego, early 70s, they had this block grant, okay, and that provided funding and opportunities to help build a community. Okay. Okay, so Mm -hmm. we would have these meetings, maybe we would launch them off for more, you know, projects that we were interested in doing mm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. We were a for-profit company, so we were not looking for anything other than the approval from the community okay. that, yes, it's going to be okay, you build these houses there and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a non-profit that was also building like we were, okay. you know, so they received uh, additional support um it was a beginning uh, in the process Mm -hmm. so many so many things happened at that time affirmative action things that could help us uh, propel ourselves into the future sure i feel like now in this time uh, there's so much to be done
0: there is
1: we were able to open some doors. I think it was a lesson for me yeah. to have come of age in the '60s oh, yeah. and to have been a part, you know, of the civil rights
0: movement, um,
1: um, Black Pride, yes. you know, and all those things. It just it just formed us uh, in a way that we could open some doors and get things started. Right. Um, But I think a lot of those things have stagnated, Mm -hmm. you know. So now uh, we're in a different time, a totally different time. We are. And uh, I wish there was some way that uh, I could share my experiences, uh, you know, to help the younger generation, the millennials, the Gen Z yeah you know, because it's going to be those groups that are going to make the difference yes and as a um, traditional mm-hmm. uh, person mm-hmm. uh you know then i have been fortunate and have been able to learn and understand uh the power yes that the, those general generations have right and as a, a person say in my category, then we have to learn that our way was work for us. Right. But it's not the way going forward into the future. Right. So we have to be willing to help, open our minds, Mm -hmm. listen, you know. Yes. um, Because those younger generations, they're powerful. So
0: powerful. powerful. I mean, to me, millennials and Gen Z are, Right on track or right in step with what you were doing in the 60s and 70s. I am the tail end of Gen X, which I think that Gen X sort of rode the wave of the success of their parents. I don't, I can't really think of anything that we did that really right. <laughs> changed anything, but right. the millennials and Gen Z, yeah. I mean, they're amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, You know, me, I think I'm blessed to have lived through those times Mm -hmm. and to still be here, to still be productive. Right. You know, um, then it's a great accomplishment for me. Right. Um, You know, but getting back to the kindness thing, Mm -hmm. um, that also plays a big part. Oh, for sure. You know, because we have to try reach people where they are.
0: Yeah, that's so
1: important. Yeah. Yes. So... um,
0: Have you been able to do that um, with different types of people successfully? (laughs) Just keeping an
1: open mind. Being honest. Okay. Number one. Yeah. Being honest. uh, Trying to uh, find the best in people. Yeah. You know, if you can get that and keep that negative energy away from you right you know and focus on the positive absolutely you know, then, uh, everything everything will be good it and will we're always looking for and there are there's good in every situation it could be a negative situation right but you look for the good and you focus on that
0: absolutely yeah And I thought it was so funny, you said that uh, for a long time that you would smile all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you got to a point where you realize, okay, I've got to kind of check this. Mm -hmm. And what I think is so sad about our society is that there's a lot of us that feel that way. You know, um, because you're a happy person doesn't mean you can be walked all over. And it's, it's more unfortunate for the people who feel like they can do that to people who are happy. But um, when you said that recently, I just thought that was so interesting because, and it was almost the same time frame that we kind of developed this thing where I had a shield in my way and you had yours in your own way. And um, I think that, and it's, I heard you say something similar. It's nice to get to a point in life where you no longer feel like you need to do that. Keeping people at arm's length is important just for our mental health, uh, not to have a negative circle. But when you get to a point in life where you feel like you can comfortably be yourself and right. kind and that's what we should be all along. So, yes. It, yes. yeah, I'm, I was so happy to hear you say that because I just not like I felt like I was the only person in the world. But with you being my father, I could really relate to arm's length and kind of stopping your smiles Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah so again I want to thank you for coming on and talking with me and you said that you wanted to you wish you had a way to kind of have a voice and talk to Yes. Yes, so my niece and her fiance they are uh, I think Kyrie's in his early 30s and my niece is almost 30 but they are very tuned in to you, and your knowledge is golden, you know, for them. And so I think that that's a starting point, because when you have two people that are enterprising like they are, that are taking in information that you give them, that's the starting point. And it's like I always talk about the domino effect of kindness. That's a part of it, you know. They they trust you, but they believe in what you say, and. It can be you know you may feel like that's something small but just with them taking what you give them it creates that positive domino effect so you are doing it right and um you know i know that a lot of people look up to you and it sounds like even current day you're able to have relationships with different age groups where whatever you're able to say to them is very helpful
1: right Yes, and I want to give you some kudos for starting this <laughs> Thank podcast. Thank you, because that's a topic uh, that I'm sure is of great interest to a lot of people. Yes, you know, yes, focusing on yes. kindness,
0: Yes. Kindness
1: being kind. Yes. It's much easier, I think, to be kind. And you have give always those said positive that. Vibes yes, than to be something else. Yes. And hopefully that's something else you know you're trying to hide something of what something other than just being your natural self
0: exactly and i'm glad you brought that up because i mean i remember i think i was in elementary school you saying that it takes so much effort to try to be anything other than kind and that's true Mm -hmm. it's a waste of time (laughs) and everything else so I thank you on many levels for the life you gave me, and I feel so blessed and fortunate. And now, currently, I try to pay it forward in love, and although on this podcast I don't mention it a lot, I am a black woman, and I think that as a black woman it is important um, to be positive because sometimes people have these stereotypes, and you know that is, that's not always the case. Uh, black women and men know how to be positive and helpful and kind and make a difference Mm -hmm. so I can't thank you enough thank you for my life (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. thank you I I mean it Um, and I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week I'm so fortunate because my dad uh, lives in Texas so this is just a blessing to be able to have you here and to talk and and you really are a large part of the reason why I am the way I am you know, from your example, from you also being a kind and positive person. Um, Thank you. All right, all. I love you all. Um, Our season finale will be coming up in about two weeks. So um, we're going to do something a little different next season, but um, we'll probably take a two-month break, but you'll always have all of our episodes to listen to. Uh, Via Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming service. Uh, I love you all once again. Thank you, Daddy, for being here today. And I will talk to you next week. Take care.